Hallelujah. Glory. Yes, it is true. The sister said, start a love war. I'm like, yes, ma'am. We have started a love war. I bet you can't love as much as I, I love. But you get so jealous of my love that you love me more than I love you. And we're just in love with each other so much that everybody drunk and happy and blessed everywhere. Honestly, I tell you what, with God the Father living in, in the midst of you, right in, inside your spirit, with Jesus Christ in there, God the Father in there, and the Holy Spirit in there, it's overwhelming for people. Honestly, they try to hide behind religion. You know, they try to hide behind the veil of their flesh. But the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit indwells you in your rich treasury of glory, even if you're trying to hide behind some religion. Holy Ghost, man, I got so whacked and drunk on that worship time. I'm going to try to, try to talk to you right now. And uh, The main thing he was telling me was, release the dove from the ark and love and it doesn't matter how embarrassing you get when you love people if it's sincere coming out of your innermost being it's nothing to be ashamed of it's nothing to shrink back from even if it's a little little awkward I'm telling you you get over that awkward phase and it's like it's sincere people can feel that they're like this person cares about me they can feel that realm that you carry, that this is a sincere man and woman of God that would jump in front of a bus for me to save my life. I can just feel that sacrificial realm of Jesus Christ crucified to death in their heart life, and the Holy Ghost is just blazing through them because they're, they're walking in it. They're walking in it. And it is, honestly, it's a little embarrassing sometimes because you're, you just want the best for everyone, you know? You get saved and you get excited and you want it for your family, you want it for your friends. I was like that in 1999. I got saved and I just, I had been looking for it. I tried all the drugs, all the rebellion, everything, and there was nothing there. And then when I found Jesus, I said, oh, I'm so excited to give it to my friends and family. And none of them got excited with me, except my mom. My mom got a little excited with me. She did. She went from being like evangelical to being Pentecostal, you know? Exposing her to the assemblies of God and now she goes to an AG church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all good. <sighs> Glory. But I'm telling you, people later on after you develop what you first got saved with and you learn how to express it through wisdom through a renewed mind that is the mind of Christ that really understands the depths of people's hearts and you can communicate it to a person in such a way that they can receive it and I'm telling you that's what ministry and being perfected in ministry and just being a royal priesthood and learning how to love it is all about is just being able to communicate and being able to pour out your life and your heart like a drink offering on other people and to have them feel the realm of glory and have them feel the realm of love supernaturally to pull them out of their circumstance to pull them out of their situation to pull them out of the dust of the earth and to wash them and cleanse them and purify them and heal them in such a way where they're not offended by it 
and you don't come out, you know, looking like you're better than them, but you kind of come out in the drunken glory looking like you're worse than them. You know, this person's messed up. Every day on Periscope, they say, this dude's on pills. Every single day. We've been there four years. They're, every single day on Periscope, they're like, dude, this dude's on pills. This dude's on heroin. You know? I mean, that's what they say every single day. And it's like, <clears throat> yeah, you look dumb on purpose so that they can receive it. I could receive from someone that's high like that. That person's messed up publicly, man. That's that's humiliating. That's, that's humility. That's how the drunkenness of the Holy Spirit's supposed to be, where people like put their walls down. This dude's just drunk, man. And then they realize, that's the realm of God's love. That's the highest realm. That's the realm of the Father's perfect love that Jesus walked in and why they accused him of being a drunkard. Jesus never got drunk on alcohol. Never. Jesus got drunk on love. You know, he's the Word of God. Song of Solomon 5.1 is Jesus, the Word. <laughs> Song of Solomon 5.1 is be drunk on love. Hallelujah. That's why they called him a drunkard. He was so drunk on love. He never spoke a negative thing to anyone. Even when he was rebuking the Pharisees, he wasn't even talking about the person. He was talking about the devil in the person to drive out the darkness out of their, out of their spirit. They built upon the rock of Satan instead of the rock of Jesus, and he was just trying to crush that rock out of them. He was just delivering them from religion and delivering them from the curse. Jesus walked in so much love that he couldn't say anything bad. And they're like, oh, he cursed the fig tree. I'm, oh, Lord Jesus, give us understanding today of your love and let all that realm of negativity that wants to curse and not bless be burnt out of us. It's the religious realm. It's the realm of but, 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 and you're always clinging to the natural realm, and there's something in the natural realm negative, which is your excuse to stay under the curse, to stay submitted to Satan and his angels when the, the glory dimension and the, the blood's been spilt for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven today and live in the glory and live in the prosperity and live in the presence of God and to live in the power of the Holy Spirit and to live in the river of life that was purchased for you by the blood of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's really what you're entering into. Beyond the veil or beyond the natural realm, by faith you enter the river, you jump in the river, and you live in the supernatural realm of the Holy Spirit. And it's like, is there stuff in your mind that you're not willing to give up? Is there stuff in your tent that you're idolatrous about that you don't want to give up in the natural realm, stuff that sustains you, stuff that you use to sustain yourself with, called idols, you know, and we've come out of so much abuse of not just family members and friends and negativity, but of Satan and his angels, it's an evil taskmaster, and everyone's so beat up coming out of the curse of the fall, it's the greatest miracle of all time of learning how to love uh, when every single one of us comes out of tremendous kingdom of hell abuse. There's not a person, I mean, that hasn't been touched of it. Even, even the sorcerers that partner with the fallen angels in Babylon the Great are so beat up all the time, so negative all the time, it's touched the whole world for 6,000 years. These serpents are relentless in attacking people. 
everyone's been influenced and affected by it. And when you realize that from the Lord Jesus' perspective, you just have compassion on everyone. I don't care if you're Muslim, I don't care if you're Somalian, I don't care your religion, I don't care your race, I don't care your belief systems, I don't care your education, I don't care your social class. None of it matters when you get into the love of Jesus. You're just like, you're so overwhelmed with the Father that you just want to pour it out on anyone and your mind is telling you, well, this person's abused that person and here's all the excuses why you shouldn't love them. This person's mean and nasty. It's just a generational curse. Most people have been programmed by their parents to the point where they could never break free. Ah, and you're going to be in there condemning them with religious junk on their head, and that just makes it even worse because they can't change themselves. That's all they were dealt as DNA in life. And until some real priests stand up in the Melchizedek order that have spiritually sacrificed their own DNA for the DNA of Christ called the book of Revelation to pour out of them like a mighty river, don't expect anyone to be set free from the DNA of mom and dad. That's the greatest miracle of all time is changing the boundary stones. <laughs> you know, changing the programming of what they were born with naturally. Yeah, we're born again. You've been born of flesh, Nicodemus. You must be born of spirit and water. You were born of earth. Now you must be born of heaven. You must be born in the river. You must have springs and rivers proceeding out of your innermost being and through your personality all the time. You must be a disciple of the kingdom of heaven. You must understand the ways of the Holy Spirit and the ways of God the Father that are called the gospel. The gospel is the good news of how you can live in God's ways through Jesus Christ. That you're no longer limited to your natural ways. Now you have fully available the divine ways of the Holy Spirit and the word, the bread and the wine of the table of the Lord. That's the mighty wave. I mean, it's just the gospel, but isn't there depths of the gospel, depths of experience? Has everyone felt the richest measure of the divine presence? I know I haven't. I mean, we say we're out there, we're fringe, and we get persecuted for being drunk all the time, and we're like, I don't care. I don't feel like I've experienced anything yet. I mean, I'd be floating around in a white cloud in a whiteout of a trance for three weeks, and it's like, did I even use my natural senses the last three weeks? It's like I'm literally flying and hovering and being carried over the earth by the cloud of the Holy Spirit with the King of Glory of Revelation 14, 14. And it's available, but I mean, I'm excited not just to pioneer it for everybody else, but, you know, and other people that have pioneered it for me. I know I'm not the first one. I mean, there's, this is a long legacy of mystics and apostles and prophets that have always loved the glory of God. I mean, it's really 6,000 years of the army of the Lord. I mean, there's a, a bloodline here in the earth, and there's, there is a, a covenant people here in the earth for 6,000 years since Adam that have walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. Samuel walked with God. David was a man after God's own heart. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, and John the Baptist walked with God. Paul and Barnabas and John walked with God. In every generation since Jesus Christ, there has been men and women in the Holy Spirit that have walked with God. I mean, some of them haven't even been discovered that we don't even know about. You can't even Google them. 
you know, but you might encounter them in the cloud of witnesses like, dude, this was a mighty person during the dark ages and they just lived in a cave and they brought the realm of glory so strong over their region that not a single person was touched by the bubonic plague. A mighty intercessor who walked in a mansion in an orb of glory of the armor of light out of their innermost being that just encapsulated the whole realm that the enemy couldn't even break through. You know, that's the dome of Isaiah chapter 4 that is an orb and a dome and a canopy of divine love, agape, that covers a multitude of sins. And the people have no idea, but that person's rewards are with God. And man never even knew their name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Doesn't it just get you high thinking about that? Oh, that's the good stuff. Just breathe that in your nostrils, right into your mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a true story that you can't endure the race without the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, God knew what I had to go through on earth that I got baptized sovereignly in the Holy Ghost right after I was born again. I'd never heard of a single person speaking in tongues my entire, my entire life up until age 18. And it was January of 2000. I'm laying in my, my own room there in Teen Challenge, downtown Minneapolis, and I felt waves of peace begin to go through my legs. Liquid peace. Like waves. In multiple waves. And it went all the way up through my torso and came out my head. And I started speaking in an unknown tongue. And I ran up and I, I, I soaked in it for a while because it felt so pleasurable. And then I got up and went to the staff member and I said, What is this language I'm speaking? I had never heard of tongues. I'd never heard of any of the gifts of the Spirit. And they said, that's the gift of tongues. It's a prayer language where your spirit can speak to God and bypass your soul. So even though you're unrenewed in your mind and don't understand any of this realm of the kingdom of heaven and the realm of God and, and the realm of eternity, your spirit can still have language and conversation the first day you know, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And let everyone get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And let everyone speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Everyone should have a prayer language. And if you don't, don't feel condemned about it. Just like, receive the baptism. Say, Holy Ghost, just drown me. I want to speak in tongues. <laughs> I want to build my spirit up and sweeten my spirit always in the faith. Overcoming all the natural circumstances. And then, when you deal with the constant problems, you know, I'd be in Teen Challenge Guys would be sneaking crack cocaine into the program and smoking it while I'm taking a nap. Happened. True story, I woke up and there's a cloud of crack smoke in my room. And I look over and my, dude, my roommate is tweaking out in, my, in his cupboard. And, he, and then he opens the window, throws the crack pipe and the lighter out into Chicago. Chicago Avenue, downtown Minneapolis here. I, 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 <laughs> I felt so bad for him, I didn't even tell staff because I knew they'd kick him out. And he needed to be in the place. Two weeks later, they're like, why didn't you tell us? I said, because I didn't want him to be kicked out because he needed this place because he's so screwed up. He's like, all right, I get it. So I didn't get in trouble for it. Ah, Jesus. So he traded the crack smoke for the glory smoke. Literally. Hallelujah. And it gets sweetened every day. You know how it gets sweeter every day? By faith. You know, our only problem is that we have unbelief in our brain because the natural realm has been our only experience. How many of y'all know that the kingdom realm 
is a more real realm than the natural realm. We've had an experience on earth, but you can also have an experience by faith in the heavenly realm, in the Holy Spirit realm. And I know most people have had only negative stuff happen in their life, and even though they're optimistic and they're touched by heaven and they want to speak about the positive things, and they want to be encouraging, most of their life has been a lot of, a lot of drama, a lot of trauma. People, family and friends having problems. I mean, and you try to just not talk about it, and you try to hide it under a bushel, but it's got to come out. I'm telling you, the time to break the generational curses that have been handed down through your bloodlines of stuff that goes unspoken is over. The time of being transparent is at hand. I mean, there's no more trying to fake it until you make it looking good in front of, in front of others. God's going to get you totally undone so you're completely transparent through all your heart. So you can look back through the generations, all the way back through your bloodlines, and be like, God has forgiven our sins. We have a new start. And now the kingdom of heaven lives in my belly, so I'm going to start a new generation of family members, of offspring, that are going to serve God and walk in the Spirit, walk deep in the glory. And the deeper your heart goes, the more you can pass it on to others. Because you can only pass on what's actually in your heart. We try to pass on to other stuff that's in our soul with religion. That doesn't work. That makes people cursed. We need to pass on what's in our bellies. And when you have the kingdom of heaven in your belly, and you have a rich treasury of glory full of living gemstones and gold and silver and a treasure house and a wine cellar full of the divine love and the divine goodness and the divine word burning within you, then out of your innermost being will flow rivers of creative power that every listener can receive and transform inwardly and you have a domino effect and you start a never-ending revival. Never-ending revival begins in your spiritual stomach cleaned up cleared out with the roots of David. I have sacrificed my bloodlines for the bloodlines of Jesus Christ called the roots of David, the seven spirits of God, so that all generational curses are done with and our bloodlines forever. We're going to be blessed and glorified forevermore. I mean, that's available. It's called salvation. <laughs> Having Jesus living in you and blessing you to the fullness of what's available in the new covenant to live the divine life of the kingdom, the royal power, the royal scepter, the royal morning star, the royal crown, and the royal throne of God the Father and Jesus Christ through us, manifesting around us, called the kingdom of heaven. You know, kingdom, king, it's royalty. Christianity is all about becoming royalty. Even if you have royalty in your natural bloodlines, it just gets glorified. He's, he's not going to take away your testimony. He's going to glorify your testimony. People are scared to give up stuff in their heart. I'm good at singing already. Why would I need the Holy Spirit to glorify my heart to sing better? Well, when you're glorified in your gifts, instead of just building houses, you'll be, you'll be building cities. Instead of just singing songs, you'll have angel armies coming out of your mouth and everyone that hears the new song coming out of your belly gets instantly healed of every sickness and disease. I'm talking about adding the God realm to your human realm, coming into covenant, so that you're not alone in the natural dimension. 
that you have the whole kingdom of heaven dimension partnered through your spiritual stomach and through your heart and through your mind, God is added unto you and God is your inheritance. So you've partnered with God. You've covenanted with God. That's Christianity. That's the new covenant. That's what's available. Not by earning it, but as a gift of God giving us His Son. And our full job is to believe in the one God sent. And the only thing that opposes you believing and manifesting that covenant realm of the kingdom working through you and with you is the unbelief because of what's happened to you in the natural dimension. I just can't break off those memories. I just can't break off the stuff that, have, that has happened to me. Rape, divorce, pillage, <laughs> pestilence, war. The list goes on and on. And the things that we've gone through, God has gone through with us. He was there with you through it all. Why it happened? There's a real devil. There's a real demons. And there's real warlocks. There's real greedy, evil people everywhere that will sacrifice human beings for personal gain. I mean, the list of understanding what the realm of darkness has done to humanity is extensive. It's the seed line of Cain, always abusing the seed line of Seth and the seed line of Jesus Christ. There's two trees in the garden. There's two genealogies in the garden. There's good people in the garden, and there's evil spirits in the garden. It's true. And the chasm between the living and the dead is widening. And I'm telling you, God is going to pay you back sevenfold for what the dead in the realm of the grave has done to you even before you were born. This is the generation that gets the sevenfold increase of all the restoration of the thief that's been caught stealing since Adam. For it is the seventh day since Adam, for a day is as a thousand years. Adam and Eve fell about 6,000 years ago in the natural timeline. So you're entering the year 6,000. 19, which is the seventh day since Adam, the day of the restoration of all things that have been stolen from you by the kingdom of death and hell since the fall. And it comes forth from God, comes forth effortless. All you do is receive it. And that's the hardest thing for the people beat up the most to do, is to receive good and perfect gifts from a God they barely know. We know about Him. We read about Him a little bit in the Bible. But how about the experience of when all of that healing comes upon you, all of that love, all of that favor, all of that everything He is as a being coming upon you, and now your whole world is changed to His world, which is heaven. Heaven on earth is coming upon everyone. Whew! It's a lot different than just preaching the gospel with a dead letter, having the experience of the restoration of all things in rivers and springs with angels and with power and accompanying signs and mighty wonders, and the healing of all sickness and disease, and the removing of all poverty. Yeah, we're preaching the kingdom of heaven. And in the kingdom of heaven, there is perfection. Utopia is available. It's in the kingdom of heaven. And by faith, you bring it forth. And the enemy will attack those that have great faith so they don't bring it forth, so that others believe. Because if you get enough people in agreement, you'll have glorified cities and nations, and that's what's going to happen in this great awakening. People are going to start believing on a scale they didn't even know faith was available for. And floods and mighty waves will start coming out of their bellies and just drowning the natural dimension. And every negative thing will just be whacked out of the natural dimension into the lake of fire. And the whole realm will be healed, delivered, and prospered. It's the season of discipling cities and nations by the city, heavenly Jerusalem, 
from within you in the name of Jesus Christ. If you want to support Red Letter Ministries, you can donate at redlettermin.com and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory. Amen.